Thank you for listening to the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I own a group practice specializing in maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we talk a little bit about everything from pop culture to motherhood, womanhood, parenthood, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and listen to a quick chat with me. Hey there, I wanted to take a few minutes to let you know about something that Push Through is now offering. It's our Push Through Mom Support Group. We've created a space where moms can come as they are. It doesn't matter if you're breastfeeding, if you have toddlers running around in the back, if you're coming in from an appointment, hop into our virtual support group and gain support from other fellow mamas. This is a support group and not a therapy process group. The aim of this group is to offer support, give space for mothers to share in their motherhood journey, learn of tips and resources available, and to offer all of the community that is possible. This group is for mothers-to-be, new moms, and moms with children as old as three years old. The group is offered virtually every second and fourth Wednesday, starting from February. Our first group will be next week, and this will last all the way until May. The group is led from Push Through's clinician, Paige D, as well as our intern. So please head over to the Push Through Mom events page and sign up and register to join us today. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. Welcome back. I had gone on to SoundCloud to see when was the last time I recorded and it was back in the fall in October and it is now... February 8th, which I am recording this episode and posting live today because I have um, some episodes that are pre-recorded and are stocking up (laughs) that I need to start releasing. But before I release the interviews and the other episodes that I have in store for you, I did want to come in and drop in and check in um, just to catch you up on what I have been up to. Um, because it's a new year, and usually I record a new year episode in January of what to expect for the new year, you know, goals or things that I may be working on or tips and strategies in order to help you as you're thinking about goals, but January was a blur. And what I learned from January, if you're anything that is like me, I am a very goal-oriented person. And it's not a goal-oriented in the sense of um, competitiveness or goal-oriented as far as like, um, you know, trying to get to the next thing. But I, it's almost in some ways like therapeutic for me, like constant self-work and self-progress and exploring new areas of myself and learning new things and trying to stretch myself in a way where it's healthy, not unhealthy. And so goals is just something to help me get re-inspired and to be motivated. And sometimes I can do too much. (laughs) And so going back a little bit, I had decided that December was supposed to be a month off for me. Um, But I learned through trial and error Um, For sure, December, moving forward, what I've learned 
is that I'm always going to take off for December, period, point blank. That's just what it's going to be. I did it. I saw that it could be done and I can tweak some things to make it a little bit more efficient. And so starting in October or late September of every year, I will send out a nice you know, reminder to all of my clients that in December, I will be out of the office. But with me telling myself that I was going to be out of the office in December, I was out of the office from seeing clients, but I wasn't out of the office from working. And so December didn't necessarily feel like a month off. Um, The two weeks leading up to the two weeks that my kids were going to be out of school, I was hitting the pavement, uh, working with my developer and web design team to launch the new website for KeishaReads.com. If you haven't been on there, please stop by and take a look because I love it. I think it is phenomenal. I work with Brett Davis with Classic Consulting. Shout out to them. If you need any work done for them, I highly recommend them. I've been working with them for the past three years. Um, But we wanted to create a, or I wanted to create a website where I can have all of the bits and pieces of me, um, excluding Push Through Mom, in one place and having a site that could hold all of the things. Um, so that's the therapy stuff, that's the clinician provider stuff, that's the trainings that are live or on demand, the webinars, um, all of those things in one place. So it looks great. Plus I got new branding photos and shout out to Rakita Weathers. She was on the show previously. If you haven't listened to her episode, I will link it in the bio or the show notes. Um, she is with Belle Rouge Photography. She did my photography as well as shot a commercial for the practice. So all of that was getting ready to kind of like launch for the new year um, because we typically have an influx of new clients coming into the practice, wanting to work on themselves, new year, new you. So to have everything set up to roll that out. And then I was also um, had a couple of new contracts to do some presentations. So getting those things together. And then I I wanted to start all of these groups and I uh, signed myself up to do all of these trainings and all of these things. So January was like a blur Plus, I had um, a lot of people that I needed to catch up with that I've been working with and I didn't see in December because I took the month off from seeing clients. So, you know, catching up with all of them, helping them, and then getting them scheduled throughout the remainder of the year. And so I was burning the the midnight oil and I had to take a pause to reevaluate. You know, like I can get really enthusiastic and get really excited about, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. But I have to be very mindful of what I have a capacity for. And sometimes as a therapist, we can say all of these wonderful things to our clients, but we really need to write them down sometimes to say it to ourselves. And I um, am trying to lead with this year will always be mindful of what I have capacity for, what is realistic for me. And I can say no, and no isn't not trying to be supportive or helpful of others, but it's prioritizing myself, my needs, and what is um, realistic for myself. Because I show up as my best self when I can be present, when I can be fully involved and really engaged. And if I'm, you know, pivoting here, turning there, and just having octopus arms, as I say 
then I can't really debut my best work. And I also wanted to take this year to really get involved in a lot of creative things that I haven't had the space for. I've been really working hard on building my business to a place where I can step back from a lot of the things that have been on my plate and building it to be where it is now so that I can get back into the other things that really nourish me. Um, I've talked before about how I've been writing on this book and I had plans of being done with it last April. Obviously, that didn't happen. So my new goal is to be done with it this April. But I am about two thirds done with it and at least like done with it as far as like the the bones of it, the foundation of it. And of course, there's going to be a lot of editing and tweaking, shopping the book around. Um, but getting back into guitar lessons, um, I want to pick up dancing in April and I've looked up some art classes to get back into art. Um, those are the things that just feel good. And I've also bought tickets to a couple of concerts. Um, so I'm so excited. This year is really starting off to be fantastic. And I am filled with gratitude. Uh, gratitude is another thing that I often talk about as being a, a saving grace as far as coping skills. Because you can dwell and you can spiral in the things that you don't feel like are going well. But there's so many things that are going good. They can just be overshadowed by the, the sucky things that can come about. So that in a nutshell kind of catches you up. Um, some things that I did do since we last talked, I flew up to Maryland um, in December and went to see my close, close friend from college um, as she celebrated her 40th birthday. And that was wonderful to have the kids play and to hang out. And we are one of those friends where we don't talk every day. We don't even talk like every month sometimes. But when we do, it's like we didn't miss a beat. It just picks picks right back up. And I'm so grateful for that friendship. And after that, I then went to New York um, earlier part of December and took in a Broadway show. It was a 24-hour trip. And it was so nice to be in the city and to eat great food and um, just to have some time away. And I definitely enjoyed that trip. And then for the remainder of the month, um, did a lot of celebrations of friends and spent some time with family and enjoyed Christmas and really tried to create some Christmas memories. So my ideal, going back from my original point that I completely overlooked, is next year, I want to, as much as possible, um, be at least 90, 95% checked out of work for December. Um, so next year I want to get in a trip somewhere in December. I want to do some hiking, being out in nature, of course, like doing some dinner parties, going out to dinner with friends. I had a lot of people that came into town that I didn't get to catch up with. And I was so sad about it. Two people actually, one friend from LA and one friend from New York, um, because I was like, it was just so many things that I was booked up. And then I think I mentioned this before on previous podcasts. I don't have childcare set up like that. So I have to work within the parameters of which I have. I have my husband. I have our babysitter. 
and I have my mother-in-law and sometimes my mom can swoop in and help. And that's about it. And if all of those are not an option and or if I am exhausted, then I can only do what I can. So I hope next year, December, I can be able to do more catch-ups with people um, and just really like get in some spa days, massages, lay in bed, watch movies. And I mean like this, the two weeks prior to the kids getting out of school. Because when the kids get out of school, it's preparing for the holidays, setting up play dates, uh, families coming in, you know, really winding down for Christmas and New Year's. So before they get out and I'm in the home by myself as much as possible. And I do recognize that it is a privilege to be able to say, I want to take the month of December off. And not everyone has that ability. So with gratitude, I am so, so blessed and happy that I have that ability because I was in a position before when I worked for corporate company, a managed care company, where I would have to bid just to get the day of Christmas off. And I remember when I first started working for the company and I was going to be getting married the following year. And so since I had just gotten hired, I knew the dates of my wedding and the dates I wanted to be off after the wedding. I wanted to just tell them up front a year in advance, hey, this is what I have going on a year from now. So I want to let you know that I'm going to be out of the office. And I was met with, well, we can't guarantee that you'll be able to be off, but we'll cross that bridge when the time comes. And I was so frustrated <laughs> about it because that was kind of like the culture. You never knew if you were going to get the time off that you wanted to be off. Even when calling in sick, like you could call in to be sick or if your kid is sick, but if it was too frequent or too often, it was a conversation. And that was one of the many motivations of me starting my own business was to be able to have the autonomy to live the life that I wanted. And kind of like when you think about social media, not everything is overnight and there's a lot of strategic planning and things that go as sacrificing in order to make it happen. So it was a while that I was building my private practice and working a full-time job while also being a parent simultaneously. And during those years, my husband was working out of town, 12-hour shifts. And when I say like childcare was limited, um, it was doing the best that I could with what I had. So there were days where I was working 12, 14 hours going into the office on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays to, to see clients and building it up. And even once I transitioned into working on my own, in my own business, um, before even expanding to a group practice, it was still grinding, completely open availability. Um, I was only giving myself off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the day after, and then hitting it back that following week. So this was the first year where I took like time, quote unquote, took time off, which I really didn't, which all I did was work on my website, catch up on some administrative tasks, prep for the next year. Like I literally was just like catching up on, on things that I don't get to, to pay as much attention to as I should. So I say I was off, but I really wasn't off. But the intention is to be off this year. <laughs> 
Um, but I say all of that to say um, it is very important that we try to recognize the things that we are blessed to have and then also try to put into action what you have control over to create some of those things that you want for yourself. Not to feel as if you're put in a box or you have no control in all areas of your life, but things that you can create change about, create change about. Um, because sometimes it's like, how will you ever enjoy the fruits of your labor? Or what if, what are you working for? What, what are you doing You know, all of this for? Sometimes I'll talk to clients then I'll ask them, like, well, have you ever thought about taking, like, some PTO? Like, taking some time off? Because you are exhausted. And they'll say, um, well, I don't, I don't take PTO unless I have somewhere to go. And I say, you don't have to have a flight booked to Bermuda. Or you don't have to be flying out to Aruba. Sometimes PTO is, is just what it is. It's paid time off. That's it. Like, you are off and you're getting paid. You're off to do whatever you want to do to get a massage or to sit in the house or binge watch Netflix or see a family member or a friend or take yourself to dinner, but just doing something for you that's within your control to reset and to refresh. So whatever that can look like, always be mindful of that. So that's the first thing that could catch you up. The next thing is now we're in February is Black History Month and I'm excited about February. One, I'm going to the Anita Baker concert. I love Anita Baker. Love, love, love her. She is someone that me and my brother Damien adore. Like I have the best of Anita Baker album. I know all of her songs. Um, she was also like one of the reasons why I also love Tony Braxton because they were very similar when Tony first came out. I love music. Love, love, love music, love lyrics, love sounds, love beats. Um, and I grew up off of KISS 104.1. <laughs> I have older parents. I'm the youngest of my siblings. And they listened to all of the old school hits. And Anita Baker was somebody that I had been wanting to see for a long time on my bucket list. So super excited that she's coming to Atlanta and Babyface is opening for her. Um, I'm also going to see Tina Turner at the Fox Theater at the Broadway show, something I've been working on. Love Tina Turner. This past weekend, I tried to rewatch her documentary that came on HBO, I, Tina. I saw it when it first came out. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And a lot of that is probably because I love Tina Turner. She reminds me so much of women that I've grown up with in my own life. And I find her story so inspiring and uplifting. And she is also an example of a, a lot of times we as civilians or quote unquote regular people can look at celebrities and think because someone has beauty or money or finance that their life is good on the outside. And I think that we're constantly reminded, especially after everything that happened with Twitch, um, who was the DJ on the Ellen show, that it doesn't matter of someone's socioeconomic status or popularity, everyone has challenges. And everyone is also human and they're on their own journeys. 
and not to hold people up to these pedestals um, or compare yourself to them. And it's also like always reminding like what Beyonce and everyone's in this pandemonium of trying to get these tickets. Also looking at Beyonce as just another human being. I think that she reminded us of that when she released Lemonade years ago. That even she deals with sadness and depression. And and um, she hasn't said that she's dealt with anxiety. But I, I one would imagine that being so influential worldwide, um, that worries can come up. Or, you know, she's talked about watching all of her performances and trying to get it perfect, like playbacks and things of having precision. Or she's talked about all that she put her body through to prepare for Coachella after she had the twins and she would never do that again. I would assume that that would impact someone's mental health. And I'm not saying that as I'm diagnosing her or I'm wishing ill on her, but I'm saying as humans, we have challenges, we have stressors, and that impacts our mental health. Now, the extent of it, of course, only she knows and of individuals personally for themselves will know, um, but we all have day-to-day struggles. And that's real. And we must not forget that about people um, and offering grace for that. But um, again, going back to my original point about February, speaking of Beyonce, with her releasing this whole register to buy the ticket, then wait list, then get in the queue, then purchase what's left of the pre-sale and all of that stuff, ultimately... When she first like announced that this was going to be how it was to like get her tickets, you know, some of the people I was talking to within my own family was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous! Like, I can't! Like, that's just too much!" Like, da 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 da. And I knew that, you know, she said that the intention of it was to stop people from buying up those bolt tickets, selling it as a third party, and raising the prices. Like her fans being able to purchase it at its original price. And for it to be fair and it take out all of the the people who sell tickets like illegally. And also what I just found so inspiring and impressive about her is that people got in line and did as the instructions told them to do. I just love seeing a black woman, you know, be so influential be so great with her work ethic and her performance and her shows and everything that she puts on that people just buy into it. Like, oh my gosh, I I, I have to see her. It's been since 2019 or 2018 since she's been on tour. You know, I have to be there. Even like seeing how she made $25 million off of her show that she did in Dubai and, and she only performed for 90 minutes, <laughs> 90 minutes and made a quarter. Is that a quarter of a billion? No, she made 25 million off of that performance. That is just amazing. And like really like thinking about like, gosh, you know, not in a comparison way, um, because we're in two totally different types of careers, but just inspiring of 
really thinking about your craft, thinking about what you work hard at, what your work ethic is, if you give 110%, if whomever you're working with or whatever type of you know, career field that you're in, that you're showing up as your best and your best will speak for itself. And people will see the hard work and everything that you do to put into it. I loved it and I think that she's amazing and I've never seen any of that done before. Um, that's my little take on Beyonce. But in addition to Black History Month, I um, had a training a week ago Friday. Um, it was mental health and infertility for Black birth workers. I did this exact training at the Postpartum Support International Conference in July. I did expand it a bit more because this training offered CEUs for any clinicians that wanted to attend or any provider that wanted to have some more information. And it was a great, great training, great participants and attendees um, that came and getting to get to know them and learn more about the work that they do. And then afterwards, we had our first in-person Black Birth Workers Meetup. Now, I created the Black Birth Workers Meetup um, in the height of the pandemic because when you do telehealth, you are in the silos. Like I tell people all the time, I have no real co-workers. I don't take a lunch break and go into the break room and catch up with the other people on my team. Like I kind of work in silence and I'm on a computer all day. And even with my own staff, you know, we talk via Zoom or the phone or emails, but we only really see each other three times out of the year, maybe, um, in person. And so with the Black Birth Workers Meetup, the purpose was is everyone that um, is Black and is in the area that does any work in the birthing space to be able to meet and network and share upcoming events and also support one another. And so we have been meeting virtually quarterly since then. And then this time I decided to host it in person for the first time. Now the meetup is always free um, so that anybody can show up and there is no hindrances or, or anything, but it's literally just to create space to support one another. And we had a great turnout and it seemed like it was just what everybody needed on that day. Um, so many wonderful professionals and really being able to talk about a lot of the things that have been going on in Atlanta with the closing of Atlanta Medical Center, what's going on with Emory Midtown, um, maternal care units, and learning about everything everybody has going on, and then how to refer our clients to one another, being that we're able to meet with each other, um, learn about each other's work, and then feel confident in referring our clients to someone that they can feel safe and heard from. So just that event alone made me feel warm and full in my soul and like just, you know, incredible about the work that I do and within the community of the people that I get to do it with. Um, love that. And the other thing that I wanted to share with you in catching up, a couple other things. Um, I always talk about new music. <laughs> 
So over the holiday, I discovered an artist called Olivia Dean. And I cannot enough tell people how much I just think like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I think she's only like 23 years old. And if this is what she's sounding like at this young of an age, I am so excited to see where her career takes her because I think that she is so, so talented. And I know that I don't typically like when people like compare artists to other artists, like people would say Snow Allegra was like Sade, which are two totally different artists to me. I get it as far as like vibe or essence, um, but their sound is very different. However, I also get why people say that. So Olivia reminds me of a Sade. Again, sound is completely different. Essence is completely different. But as far as like the soulfulness, the simplicity, um, and then the lyrics and messages behind the songs, I feel like are similar. And it gives you like this calmness feeling. Um, how the songs aren't all like turned up or something to go dance in the club, but if it's an upbeat song, it can have you moving your hips and dancing. And if it's a love, love song, it can have you getting lost in the message that she's relaying. And I was just watching YouTube one day and it just showed like Olivia Dean performs at a jazz club. And it was maybe like 30 minutes. And I felt like I was in that club at her concert. Like I was like, let me download all of her songs right now. <laughs> let me let me buy the vinyl. When is she going on tour? I loved it. Two songs that I absolutely love. One is Echo. And then the other one is Be My Own Boyfriend. I love, love it. I'm going to put both of the songs I don't want to get involved, no. With all these men, I'm so much better than And maybe it's a little cold But I think I could play the role Cause no one can love me the way I can Catch me out in Paris on my ones Stay out dancing till the dancing's done So I live in Shazam, the app on my phone. So whenever I hear a new song and I don't know who the artist is, um, but I just like have to have it, I Shazam it. And that's how I learn about a lot of artists that may not be mainstream, um, but just puts me in the zone. So I was watching this commercial. It was an Apple iPhone commercial. And it was of a black mom at a track meet with her son. And he's looking at her like as he's at the starting line. And she's like in the crowd. If you ever seen this commercial? I don't know. It was just something about a commercial. I was like, oh my God. And Apple really knows how to market. So he's looking at her. She got her iPhone ready, like recording him. And then he takes off. And she's like running alongside of him, like filming the whole thing. 
And it's the, the purpose of the commercial is to show that the new iPhone has a feature where it's, um, does it shake as it's filming you? So it looks like it is very streamlined. You can't, it's, it's no motion um, in you moving as you're filming the person. But the song that they're playing in the background is Get Out My Way by Tadashi. I think is how you say it. If you are a workout person or you're somebody in the gym, this song hits. Like it just gets you in the zone. Almost like Wind by J-Rock. Gave me the same vibes. Love it. Um, those are the music things that I wanted to share. Shows as far as that I have watched. Um, I watched White Lotus. Loved season one. Season two was better than season one. It was amazing. Um, start to finish. If you haven't watched it, please do. I even watched Mike White's acceptance speech at the Emmys. He was the writer and the creator of the show. He used to be an actor... Um, not like a mainstream actor, somebody that you would just like know. And, um, he had the idea for White Lotus and kind of the premise of the show is there's this, uh, what is it? Hotel, uh, like a sister hotel. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but there's this resort. Like if you think of the Hilton. And how there are different Hiltons in different places. There's a name for this, but I cannot think of it at this moment. And so each season at the White Lotus Hotel, there's a different hotel at a different location. And you follow these guests that come and check in at the hotel for a week or two and all of the incidences that happen during their stay. And the first season was in Hawaii and the second season is set in Italy. Second season, so good. And usually each season is a murder mystery. So it starts off with you see that someone has passed and then it goes back and you're figuring out who is the person that is dead because you don't see their face. And then you find out like how they also passed away. So it's funny. It's like a dark comedy and it's gripping and it's edge of your seat. It's a thriller. But during Mike's acceptance speech, he talked about how he had pitched this idea for the show for a while and tried to get a lot of A-list celebrities to be on it. And everyone turned him down, didn't believe in it, thought it was, you know, not something that was going to make it. And the people that he got on there, I still felt like he had a good cast, but they weren't like, you know, your known, known people. Connie Britton was in the first season. I guess she's known. And then in the second season, it was, I can't think of this woman's name off the top of my head. I know her name, but she was in like Legally Blonde and she was in one of the Chuckies. She's a blonde lady who often plays this, you know, your stereotypical blonde person. Um, and she was like the hit of the show. Like she won an Emmy because of her performance in the show. So good. But he was saying how he just never gave up and look where he is now and how you know, you just got to bet on yourself. Love the speech. Something that you could just like listen to day after day. And, and that kind of went into kind of like one of the things that I wanted as my own personal focus for this year, which my word for the year is fearlessness. And to be so fearless, to have the audacity, to have the confidence, to bet on yourself, 
to not question, and also just being so focused on your own path. Social media has its pros and cons. Um, It's great with keeping up with friends that you don't have near you. It's great at being inspired, um, looking at art pieces, art deco, places to go, new restaurants, funny memes, videos, celebrity gossip. But for some people, it can set them up for comparison, not feeling like they're doing enough or not feeling enough. And we often have to realign ourselves on our own path, focusing on what you have in front of you or just doing the things that feel good for you. And similar to Beyonce or similar to Mike White, when you just do you, people will notice. People will will pay attention. And even if they don't, what's most important is how you feel as you're doing it. What fills you up? What feels like it has poured into your soul? What feels gratifying? And you getting to the place that you want to be. Not defined by what society thinks you need to be or or how you need to spend your money, or what wealth or what success looks like, but what success looks like for you. For me, success looks like being able to take the month of December off of work and and not have to ask nobody for PTO, not have to bid on Christmas Day or the day after, not even have to ask somebody, can I be off on my birthday? Not having to call in sick because my kid is unwell. And, and I don't want to glamorize entrepreneurship because it does have its own challenges of taxes, of there's no short-term disability, there's no maternity leave. Um, you are the main person who makes this thing keep going and that responsibility. I have people that I'm responsible for, but what I am grateful for and what I've created for myself is... I want to take the month of December off to reset, to refresh, and to do the things that make me happy. And that, to me, is success. It may not be Jane Doe's success. It may not be John Smith's success. But for me, on my journey, on my track, that's what makes me feel proud. That's what makes me feel good. And I love it. I love hearing other people talk about how they bet on themselves and how they created the life that they wanted for them. So that's what I want to leave you with as I wrap up this catch-up episode. And if you aren't already following me on social media, please do at pushthroughmom on Instagram, and that's through, T-H-R-U, and on our therapy page, Keisha underscore Reeves. And our website is KeishaReeves.com. And if you ever want to email me, drop me a line, give me a show idea, please do at Keisha at KeishaReeves.com. And if you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, I have started out in the new year as um, sending out bi-weekly newsletters of notes from Keisha, where I just talk about any type of therapeutic tools um, or things that are on my mind, things that I feel like I want to share that can be thought-provoking or inspiring And it helps me tap into my writing side that I don't get to do in a workspace as much as I do in a more creative space. So I highly recommend that you hop on that train um, because it's fun. And and I hope that it's also helpful for others. And like I said, this season, we have some great episodes lined up. I'll be talking with a sleep consultant 
on helping you with your baby um, or your little one or older big kid with having like a sleep routine. Also, a couple of therapist friends will be dropping by um, and a CEO of a company that creates a toy for better pleasure in the bedroom. So some exciting conversations. And I hope you stick around for all of our other episodes. Share with your friends, um, like, comment, let me know your thoughts, and welcome back for another year. And if you're new here, welcome into the push through world. We have so much to offer you. But until next time, it ain't your day. I lost my mind. I need my On the line, cross the state line, straight face when I navigate it. You don't know about the fast life. I got scars from my last fight. Ice water in my bloodstream from some old things in my past life. This is not.